Here on Gadget Lab, we dive deep into the tech universe, tackling questions like, is giving companies access to your genetic material a good idea? And are the latest phone releases really that different than the last ones? We want to help you make informed decisions about what is worth your attention. And here's something that is undeniably worth your time, a digital subscription to Wired. Lucky for you, we are giving Gadget Lab listeners an exclusive discount, 20% off an annual subscription to Wired. Just visit Wired.com and use the promo code GL20 to get 20% off a digital subscription. Use GL20 to get exclusive access to stories on the latest innovations like AI, deepfakes, and VR, as well as today's most talked about people in technology. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive Home and Auto Policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Lauren. Mike. Lauren, have you tried to get, well, you know, have you tried to get one of those? Oh, one of those. Well, I would, except that I'm hearing it's, you know, it's limited to certain groups right now, and it's it's just really hard to go online and figure out how to get one. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we waited this long, and now there are supply and demand issues. <sighs> I know. All right. Well, let's get into this week's show, where we're going to talk about the PlayStation 5. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gadget Lab. I am Michael Calori, a senior editor at Wired. And I'm Lauren Good, a senior writer at Wired. We have a full house here today. First, let's welcome Wired's service editor, Alan Henry. Hello, Alan. Hi, hello. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We have you on because Sony's new game console is a big deal and you know a lot about it. Even though it's only been out for a few months, it's still nearly impossible to get a PS5. And in a moment, we're going to bring in some of our own colleagues who have been trying to get their hands on one with mixed results. But first, Alan, if you would, please tell us what is new about this console and what makes it such a hot commodity? Well, it's a really great new console in the first PlayStation for like, what, seven years? Um, I mean, 4K gaming is a thing. The controller is awesome. Um It has plenty of new titles. I mean, not as many as arguably it should have launched with, but there are some great new games for it. Um, And in general, people just wanted a new PlayStation. There's a lot of hype and buildup prior to its launch that made people really, really line up and be like, oh, I got to pre-order that thing. But as far as why it's such a hot commodity, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? The real reason it's a hot commodity is because it's so difficult to yet. <laughs> and the people who do seem to have them are scalpers and people who are selling them for above retail price. So there are all these convoluted systems and tools and, and things you can do to try and score one. Or you can head over to Craigslist and spend a whole bunch of money to a shady guy who has like 20 in the back of a van. <laughs> so, the, so the scarcity is real, but it's also the scarcity that's that's pushing demand. Exactly. Hmm, interesting. So, Alan, do you know anyone who's been able to get a PS5? Yes, I do know a few people who have been able to get a PS5. 
and emphasis on the few. <laughs> and w that is also not including me and not because of like trying. I honestly said to myself, I'm not a jump on a console at launch kind of person. I'm very much a, hey, the PS5 is about to come out. Now's a good time for me to buy a PS4. That's how I shop. <laughs> so I haven't been part of the rat race, but I have been watching it from afar. So speaking of the rat race, uh, our very own Jeffrey Van Camp, who edits the Wired Reviews section, is one of those people who's been trying to get a PS5. Jeff, are you there? Yeah, hello. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good to be here. Please tell us, when did you first start trying to buy one of these things, and how did it go? Uh, I don't know if there's a good time to really start trying to buy one of these. Uh, at first, I didn't want one. This kind of goes back to what Alan was saying. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of exclusive games. It has a cool controller. I have a 4K TV, but I can also do most everything on it that I can on my PS4. Um, but uh, some friends and family slowly started getting them. The pre-orders seemed to sell out really quick. Uh, kind of began to get the FOMO. So, and, and when was this, Jeff? Somewhere around Black Friday, I think, I started, which is probably the worst time to start trying to get a PlayStation or really anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, I tried. Uh, the first place I tried was, was Best Buy. Um, and of course, being in the pandemic, normally you might think about going to a store, but everything is online uh, this year. So uh, yeah, I tried that and it was one of the worst probably buying experiences I've ever had. How was um, that? The site completely froze. They kind of make you wait. You don't know if you should be refreshing your browser or just waiting um, for it to pop up. They're like, PlayStations will drop in a, in a minute here. There's some dots near where the add to cart button is um, and then it just kind of stays gray and you're waiting for it to turn yellow um, and then eventually it does and it says oh sorry it's already sold out um, did you so, try any other stores yeah so i tried uh i tried that i got the app did a few more drops then i began learning more uh started going at gamestop walmart uh sony does these online queues so i tried there um the more I tried, the more I failed quicker, it seemed, um, and uh, just kind of made me want it more. So <laughs> I don't know if this is planned, but uh, I kind of figured, you know, still it was all due to Christmas, but January has rolled around and it's, you know, it was still insanely difficult to get um, even after kind of the holiday buzz wore off by Middle of January, I have multiple Twitter alerts going. I've got Chrome extensions dinging, like during meetings, like we could be filming this and it might it might go off, uh, saying there's a drop coming in ten minutes. Um, yeah, it's kind of getting a failing to get a PlayStation Five is kind of a regular part of my work week now. <laughs> so, so are you, what you're saying is that you started getting dings and alerts on your phone, and you look at it really excited, and then say. Oh, it's just a vaccine appointment. It's not the PS5. Yeah. Womp just womp. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Not what I want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that all sounds like a nightmare for you, Jeff. And as we know, you're not alone. You're not even alone on our staff because Wired's own games editor, Syra Mueller, has also been trying to procure a PS5. Welcome to the show, Syra. Hi. Happy to be here. Well, thank you for being on the show. Walk us through this. Why is it so hard to get a PS5 right now? And tell us about what your experience has been. Yeah, um, it's really hard, I think, for a few reasons. And PlayStation hasn't really exactly said 
why. So there, there are a lot of theories running rampant on the internet, as you can imagine, and as <laughs> is kind of typical. Um, a lot of people are saying it's because Sony is purposefully doing this, right? Like they are selling every single PlayStation that goes out to market and that's great for them. Um, there's a lot of PR buzz about the PlayStation right now, which is also good for them. Um, I think part of it could be pandemic related, right? Like there is very much a shortage on a lot of things to do with tech right now. If you think about graphics cards for PCs, um, so it could be related to that. Um, it could be just a distribution issue, right? Like if some of these parts are getting made in parts of the world where factories are shut down right now, maybe they can't make as many as they you know, would have otherwise. Um, so there's not one good answer for that question, unfortunately, and Sony's not speaking to it and probably smartly so on their part because uh, they're getting everything that they want out of this, I would say. <laughs> so what has your personal experience been like in trying to get one of these? Yeah, um, so my personal experience actually started with uh, JVC here. Wonderful. Um, seeing JVC struggle at getting a PS5 was kind of what got me to start trying to get my own PS5. <laughs> Uh, and JVC, was... <laughs> just to be clear for our listeners, that is Jeff Van Camp, who you heard from just a moment ago. Okay, continue, yes. Zara. <laughs> not, not the TV brand of, <laughs> yeah. of yesteryear. Um, I think it was also a little bit of the social media hype, right? Like, so around Christmas, you would see all these people unboxing PlayStations, and they were just so excited, and it was like this huge thing. Um, and similar to Alan, I wasn't planning on getting one straight away. You know, I was thinking hmm, maybe towards the end of the year when Horizon Forbidden West comes out, maybe that's when I'll give it a go and I'll get one. But, you know, yeah, watching watching JVC struggle, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do this too. Maybe I can get him one and then he doesn't have to keep trying anymore. <laughs> uh, so I didn't start early. I started, I think, around mid-January. Um, and uh, I believe it was because Jeff posted that, you know, there was a drop about to happen. So I was like, all right, let's go in this. Let's do this. And I made it all the way to the cart. I had it in my cart. I was trying to pay and it failed because it was like, oh, this one store no longer has any. Try this other store. And so I tried that store and it was like, this store no longer has any. Try this third store. By the time I tried the third store, it was sold out. So I almost, I was so very close. I almost got on that first try, but uh, just just missed out. <laughs> it will even say that there's there's um, there's stock in those stores, but you click and it's just a false false alarm. Yeah, yeah. I like to complain. Apparently, I've been complaining a little too loudly um, <laughs> to to everybody about my quest. <laughs> and it is a quest. It is very much a quest. Is this like is this the kind of thing where you have to wake up in the middle of the night and have your like your your cursor poised and ready to go on the inventory or like are there back channels of tips of when the next drop is going to happen like how, how nutty is this getting yeah so i would say a lot of people did stay up overnight when it first dropped to get in line and like to wait but that's no longer really a thing most of the drops tend to happen in the middle of the day actually um there are definitely some secret back channels and things and we can get into that a little bit more more later if you would like but i do have some tips and some uh insights into to secret ways people are getting these playstations and one of the big problems i'll tease out now is there are a lot of scalpers and bots and they're just scooping them all up and then reselling them at a much higher value now Syrah, did you consider 
temporarily going back to Australia so you could be <laughs> ahead of the curve from a, a time zone perspective and, and getting one wow. that way. Yeah, I mean, with COVID, unfortunately, it is very hard to travel back to Australia right now. Uh, <laughs> as many people probably know, Australia and New Zealand did COVID very well. And I'm not even worried about my parents. No one wears masks. All restaurants and bars are open because they're only letting in Australian citizens or permanent residents. And they're limiting the amount of people that can come in every week. Um, I had actually looked at going back to Australia for uh, the holidays because it's summer over there. And in Seattle, it's rainy and cold. <laughs> um, it would have cost me $10,000 oh, to go back. Oh my goodness, uh, that's an so... expensive PS5. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I might as well just buy a bunch of scalped ones for that amount and then resell them at a higher value. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get to some of those tips that we've been talking about. Hey, everybody, it's Neil. I've got some huge news. Decoder is moving to Mondays and Thursdays. We're adding a second episode of the show. On Mondays, we'll have our classic interviews with CEOs and other troublemakers. I think we're going to have to start having conversations about how do we pay those jobs that can't be done by AI. And on Thursdays, we'll be explaining big topics in the news with Verge reporters, experts, and other friends of the show. There's a new generation of people on the internet. Google search has always sucked for them. So, you know, there's no reason for them to be loyal. They can just go to TikTok. This is going to be really fun. I'm very excited about all this. So go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts now. Okay, so scoring a new console is incredibly difficult, but some people are actually getting them. Maybe they're just lucky. Maybe they know somebody. Maybe they know something that we don't. But there have to be ways to tip the odds in one's favor. So, Alan, we'd like to go back to you first. Please share with us all of your golden tips on how to score a PS5. <laughs> well, considering I don't have one, uh, <laughs> my golden tips might be a little bronze, but I'll try anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, my best suggestion is to have an inside source. Like, not somebody inside, like, at Sony, obviously, but, like, a friend who, I don't know, works at Walmart or has a friend who works at GameStop or something like that. Um they will obviously be the first people to know when there's going to be a drop and exactly how many are going to be available at X store or Y location. And maybe if you're really lucky and have a little extra cash, you can convince them to put one aside for you or let you know uh, when they're going to be available so you can actually go get one. Ideally, make a network of friends who are all looking for PlayStations, like, like Syrah and Jeff here, like... <laughs> I guarantee you that, unbeknownst to the rest of us, they probably have some kind of suicide pact in which one of them will buy a play, buy two PlayStation 5s, and if the other one didn't get in on it, then they'll just sell the, the spare to their friend and try and find people that you can do that with. That's my best, best, best advice, especially if like these drops are happening at like 3 p.m. Eastern or 9 a.m. Eastern and you have to work like a normal human, then, you know, they might have time to sit and refresh something while you don't. That's all I got, though. <laughs> Syrah, I'm sure you have tips, though. What, what are your tips? Yeah, so, so this is actually quite funny because uh, I remember there was another drop at the start of February and I tried really hard to get one. I think I made it all the way through to um, the cart again. But... Um, 
I didn't manage to snag one. So I tweeted out this meme about like, you know, the Walmart site showing that a bunch of PlayStations will become available at X time. And it's that meme of that guy staring at the computer screen, like avidly just waiting, right? Um, and one of my friends, one of my former co-workers, I'm not going to mention who, and you'll see why in a second, but um, he, uh, he slid into those DMs and he was like, bruh. You should have told me you were looking for a PlayStation 5. And then he sent me a screenshot of um, an order that he had where there were like three PlayStations that he'd grabbed. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Also, like, did you not buy this for yourself and your friends? He's like, no, I've been purchasing like a bunch of them. I purchased like 20 in the past couple of months to flip. Don't hate me. And I was just like, <laughs> mind blown. Like, I can't get one. JVC can't get one. Everyone's struggling. How have you managed to get 20 PlayStations in the last few months? Listener, like, we hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I am so upset right now. Was he selling them at a markup? <laughs> is all red. Was he, was he, he was selling them at a markup. Yes. What was the markup? I didn't actually ask him. So oh, because well, either you didn't way. want to know. I was just <laughs> going to say, either way. I'm seconding what Alan said. Okay, please continue. Yeah, so he was like, well, let me tell you my secrets, little Padwan. And I was like, all right, hit me. I want to hear how you were doing this. And he was like, there are Discord servers, secret Discord servers of insiders who let you know when a drop is about to happen. And sometimes they give you these secret links that will put the item directly into your cart so you don't even have to sit in the line and then you can just check out immediately. So he then sent me these two links, one for the disc version, one for the digital edition, and was like, give this a go. There's going to be another drop in like five minutes. So I gave it a go. Like he said, went straight into my cart. Unfortunately, I was like a little bit late to it because I wasn't checking my messages because it was the middle of the workday. So I was working. Uh, and by the time I went to do it, it was it was sold out. But I can confirm that it does work. And, you know, as he said, he's had 20. So... Wow. Secrets, secrets, secrets. Yeah. Is the Discord link actually just tipping people off to the timing? Or is it is it a um, sort of coded in such a way that it gives you the advantage because of you're skipping the step of putting it in your cart? Yeah, so it's a, it's a link directly to whichever site it is. And it, it's just a way to completely skip and have it automatically in your cart. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jeff, did you come across any tips uh, that you felt were uh, worthy enough to be able to pass on to our listeners? <laughs> uh, I didn't have uh, one of those links. Um, that would have been a great tip. <laughs> but um, I would say if you're going to, you know, try it the old fashioned way, the honest way, I guess um, my tips would be. And again, I've failed to get one for months, so these aren't really worth too much. But uh Signing up for Chrome extension alerts, I got a thing called OctoShop, which let me uh, get dings from um, Best Buy, Walmart, GameStop, um, whenever they're about to drop some PlayStations. Uh, Wario64, some different PS5 stock alerts on Twitter. You can set those to auto send you notifications. Um, usually these happen somewhere between Wednesday and Friday each week, middle of the day, 2, 3 p.m., um, not not that I would know. I'm, I'm very busy working. Um, <laughs> but I would say the best tip I, I would have would be apparently to complain uh, a lot or show your frustration to your friends. Uh, because I just noticed the other day, uh, my wife was even, um, I got a ding for a 
PS5 drop, and I, I heard a ding from across the room where my wife was working, and she had felt so bad for me. She was trying to get a PlayStation uh, as well. Um, I've had some friends apparently trying as well, so just use your network, whatever network you happen to have. That's a really heartwarming love story, Jeff. <laughs> love in the time of, of corona. It was very, very sweet. I've, I, I hate bothering, you know... It's already interrupting maybe my day a little bit, uh, opening a tab and clicking refresh a couple times at 2 p.m. or whenever it is, but uh, it was very nice of her to, to do that. And just to be clear, when we say we're using our networks, we as journalists are not using our networks within the oh. tech industry to get these consoles. <laughs> I think Jeff and Syra are both talking about their friends' networks and people who are just generally hovering on the internet and hanging out on the internet and are able to like you know set up alerts for buying things and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is I should not DM the PR lead at Sony and ask him to send me a PlayStation 5. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Although, I mean, we do sometimes take loaners, but then we return them, you know, in short At this order. point, Alan, I would say that probably the best thing to do is delete that DM that you sent a few weeks ago. I'm going to go unsend it. <laughs> We should note that we have a story on Wired uh, that offers tips about how to snag a PlayStation 5. It's called How to Snag a PlayStation 5. Good luck. And uh, you can read about it on Wired, and we'll put a link to that story in the show notes for this episode. Okay, so what was actually the result of all of your efforts? Did anyone here on the pod end up with a PS5? I'll start because I already alluded to the answer. I do not have a PlayStation 5. I haven't even really been trying because I feel like it's hopeless. Syro, what about you? Did you get one? Yeah, so this same friend I was talking about actually got a disc edition, which is the edition that I want, and it is arriving in a few weeks. So he is shipping it to me and selling it to me at cost. He is not upcharging me for it. So thank you to said friend who I will not name for uh, very obvious reasons. Very obvious reasons. (laughs) And what about you, Jeff? I'm actually happy to report a friend who I believe went through a standard channels um in another state uh managed to get one just a couple days ago um at the same time i failed to get one (laughs) and uh so i should be getting one this weekend um which is which is exciting i don't know if i even want it anymore it was more more fun when (laughs) when i was searching I feel you, actually. I feel like it was more fun to be part of the game. Like, this became the IRL game of 2021. And now that I've, like, got it locked in, I'm almost, like, a little bit, I don't know, disappointed? (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word. (laughs) Is there strong replay value on this game? Absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, the good news is it should last for seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I feel like if you are one of those people who gamed the system... Uh, you know, and managed to get a PS5 or multiple PS5s, as is the case with Cyrus friend, that you should now be obligated to, like, put the same effort into getting your elderly or vulnerable neighbor a vaccine shot. You should just have to, like, focus, you know, you're like, okay, I have the 20 PS5s stacked up here that I'm selling at a a markup. I need to now just put some good into the world. I honestly (laughs) thought you were about to say you should put that effort into getting your elderly neighbors a PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say that the vaccine is slightly more important than the PS5. (laughs) I would say your skills, uh, the skills I've learned in trying to get a PS5 and most failing myself, but they getting vaccine, at least here in Oklahoma, has been a remarkably similar process, at least in the early stages. Go to a site, wait for a drop, try and schedule an appointment. Like, 
It's all the same these days. <laughs> but the question is, are there alerts that you can set up to be notified when a vaccine drop is about to happen? And yeah. I, right, I feel like right. the answer like, to this is no. <laughs> and who, whose grandma has set up the bot? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Got to get in those vaccine discords. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, all three of you, for joining us this week. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll do our recommendations. Hackers and cyber criminals have always held this kind of special fascination. Obviously, I can't tell you too much about what I do. It's a game. Who's the best hacker? And I was like, well, this is child's play. I'm Dina Temple Raston, and on the Click Here podcast, you'll meet them and the people trying to stop them. We're not afraid of the attack. We're afraid of the creativity and the intelligence of the human being behind it. Click Here, stories about the people making and breaking our digital world. AI machines, satellite, engine ignition, click here, and liftoff. Click here every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now is the portion of the show where we each uh, tell our listeners about a thing that we like, that we think that they would like to. Syra, let's start with you. What is your recommendation? Okay, so my recommendation this week is a little bit off the wall. I tried something yesterday for the first time that I've never done before, and... To say it was an experience is an understatement. Um, obviously, given safety guidelines right now, that's most important. But I did cryotherapy yesterday. Wow. In which you stand in this, I don't know, box tube thing. Uh, this is one of the ones where your head is outside of said box tube thing. Um, but it sprays you with hydrogen. I actually don't remember the specifics of how this works, but it basically cools down your body temperature, like ridiculously, like it can get down to minus 150 degrees, I believe, when I was reading the thing, but um, you're in there for three minutes and it's supposed to have all of these various health health benefits, but even just as an experience, uh, it was it was very interesting and I would recommend it just purely for the experience. How did it make you feel? Like cold. Very, very cold. <laughs> but like, was it invigorating? Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was actually funny. So I get like restless leg syndrome sometimes. And I haven't had it for a really long time. But about half an hour after this, I was sitting on the couch watching um, the Great British Bake Off, actually. And my legs started to feel really like tingly. Like they were clearly like getting worked up or like working through something. And it was just interesting to see like the effects that it kept having um, down the road. But Coming straight out of it, you feel super tingly, a little bit numb. It's really weird putting on, like, your clothes because you can't feel anything, basically. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I don't know what the long-term benefits are. I'm going to give it a go again. But um, it was definitely definitely something. But, yes, cold is is the short answer to that question. <laughs> nice. I'm, d- I'm glad that you had a positive experience so far. I will say that one of my favorite outside magazine profiles in recent years was a profile of Dave Asprey, the person who created Bulletproof Coffee and like the whole Bulletproof brand. And the writer went to go visit Bulletproof Labs, which is basically <laughs> this, you know, whole biohacking facility in Santa Monica. And while the writer was there, you know, there there's a, the whole section of the labs that's like, 
cryo cryotherapy spa area and um and so you know the like they're walking around the labs and the, and Asprey's talking about like how great this is and like the, the writer is there when this like 30 something year old guy like emerges from the cryotherapy booth and just like <laughs> boom passes out in face <laughs> <laughs> literally he writes i'm standing near bulletproof's cryo chamber when a client a man in his late 30s passes out during a session he tumbles out of the booth torso frosted face ashen eyes rolling up into his head uh this, this is not funny ultimately i mean the person was okay from a writing perspective it's like just imagine being that writer there at that moment when that happens and like I like to imagine like the public relations team behind the scenes just like losing their minds freaking out. <laughs> this is happening. But um but yeah, uh it, it's like it's totally interesting stuff and once again going to come back to Sarah. I'm glad that you were okay. You did not tumble out of the cryotherapy booth having passed out from the experience. Thank you. Yes. No. Thankfully that did not happen to me. I actually I did it at the lowest setting to start off with since it was my first time and uh, not to brag or anything, but she said I did really well and that maybe I should go up another level next time. So maybe, I mean, fingers crossed it won't happen, but maybe that'll <laughs> happen to me next time. Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. Level up the chill. <laughs> Alan, what is your recommendation? Well, I swear I didn't come up with this because we were talking about it, but my recommendation <laughs> is Discord. Uh, I have actually been having way more fun in Discord, joining various Discords based on different interests um, recently than I could ever have hoped. I joined a Discord a long, long time ago because it was just a cute little way to keep track uh, of friends and chat with them from time to time. Um, for those people who aren't familiar with Discord, but are, for example, maybe familiar with Slack, um, it's Slack for gamers. <laughs> <laughs> But Discord also comes with a bunch of additional features that are focused not on collaborating on work, but instead having fun together. So there are voice channels that you dip in and your mic is automatically on and you just chat with somebody. It's kind of like having an actual phone call without the anxiety. And then there you can host watch parties, you can share your screen, you can stream whatever video game you're playing or whatever you're doing on your computer to other people who can then jump in and keep a, and like watch and hang out with you. Um, I've seen people stream games. I've seen people stream art. I've seen people just stream like their writing process. It's a lot of fun. And there are discords for lots of different interests, entertainment properties, whatever you might be into. Nice. And is there a client? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, uh, you can use it on the web for sure, but it is also available Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, free, free, super free. Although they will nag you to, uh, buy Nitro, which, uh, Gives you some extra perks, uh, depending on the servers that you join. Um, but, you know, give it a try first before you decide you want to spend $100 a year on, like, the freemium stuff. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, Jeff, what is your recommendation? Uh, yeah, I thought I would have a, you know, I was thinking of some fun tech I could do. But really, the only thing I've wanted and desired this whole past week has been uh, a snow shovel. Um, so I've decided that no matter where you live, whether you're in California, the desert, Texas, anywhere, I'm in Oklahoma, um, you need a snow shovel. So <laughs> we've gotten about uh, close to a foot of snow in the last few days uh, or last week or so. And um, all I've had is a rake. So I've literally had to rake um, 
parts of my my front porch and a portion of my driveway, uh, which is a particularly futile way to to get rid of snow. Um, so uh, they're all sold out here during this this snowstorm. But with uh, with the climate the way it is going, I recommend everybody get whatever the first snow shovel you see is. Make sure it has a good lip at the top. Is this going to be the new game of 2021? Getting snow, snow shovel, shovel buying. <laughs> 2020 was great. I mean, we had get get the toilet paper, get the Clorox, the everything. Yeah, get the yeah. masks. Now, now we're into snow shovels. Yeah, we need the the secret Discord links to snow shovels. Oh, that would be great. Do you have those, Sarah? <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Maybe I need to do some searching on Discord and find those find those servers to join. I'll pass on the secret links to you, JVC. Uh, Lauren, what would you like to share with us? Well, to Jeff's note, I know that we've had a lot of fun talking about getting you know expensive gadgets like the PS5 during this show, but there is uh, deadly frigid weather in the southern half of the United States this week, and in particular. Uh, it's hitting Texas really hard. And um, I mean, people are freezing and it has led to people dying. Uh, The electricity is out. It's incredibly challenging. So um, I am going to link to a list from CBS in the show notes of different ways that you can help Texas residents right now, whether that's donating to mutual aid funds um, or other national aid organizations, um, food banks, uh, different disaster release, relief organizations, even, um, you know, helping animals in need, um, as well as journalists. Go check out papers like the Texas Tribune, uh, which is a nonprofit newspaper. Um, I mean, journalists are also working through really challenging conditions to tell some of the stories of what's going on right now. So uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. And um, yeah, uh, that is my recommendation for this week. Nice. Mike, what's your recommendation this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend a television show. Uh, It's a show that we have been enjoying over the last couple of weeks. It's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Uh, It originally aired on Vice uh, for the first two seasons. Uh, The third season is out now, uh, just dropped, uh, you know, earlier this year. So you can find the first two seasons on Hulu and the third season is available on uh, Amazon Prime Video. So, It's a show about drugs. Uh, Basically, the host, Hamilton Morris, is a a chemist. Uh, He's a working chemist who has been obsessed with psychoactive substances his whole career. So he spends each episode diving into the history and the culture around a specific substance. He also tries to synthesize it. So he gets together uh, with people who make things like DMT, LSD, PCP, ketamine, uh, you know, you name it. (laughs) He's done a show on it. And he gets together with somebody who makes it. Usually these people are working outside of the law. And um, they talk about how hard it is to synthesize it. And they also talk about some of the effects. Uh, In some cases, he actually ingests the drug on camera. Uh, It's a fun show. It's also a very serious show. It's also a very nerdy show. Um, I was really surprised uh, at how much you learn about, like, you know, organic chemistry watching this show and also how much you learn about drug policy. Uh, around the world because he travels to different countries to to talk about some of the substances. So uh, I can highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Hamilton's <laughs> Pharmacopia streaming near you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that was a fun show. Thank you to Syrah, to Alan, and to Jeff for joining us and talking about your PS5 experiences. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. And thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have feedback for us, you can find all of us on Twitter. Just check the show notes. This show is produced by Boone Ashworth, and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Want a new podcast to look forward to each week? One that's entertaining, informative, and packed with actionable content? Come on, of course you do. Introducing The Jordan Harbinger Show. The Jordan Harbinger Show, which Apple named one of its best of 2018, is aimed at making you a better informed, more critical thinker so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions about what's happening, even inside your own brain. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now.